I'm your co-host, Olivia. And I'm your co-host, Kennedy. And welcome to the macabre. So, I decided, instead of doing a serial killer or, like, a really sad unsolved murder, I decided to do a survivor tale. Because we deserve to be happy in this life. Honestly, I feel like I should go last. Just because... No, too late. Okay. Well, that's all. Because so, mine's really sad. Yeah, I know. I wanted to end on a happy note, but that's okay. We can end on a depressing note. That's fine. You can always do another survive story next week. At the end? Yeah. Woohoo! All right. So I am doing Mary Vincent, and she is a queen. A fucking queeneth. Beaneth. I love her. Okay. So when Mary was in high school, she became a very good, like, competitive dancer. Like, she worked front stage at the Lido de Petty. Ooh. In Las Vegas, and then she went to Australia and Hawaii. Where was she born? She grew up in Las Vegas, no matter. Cool. Yeah. So she was, like, a very, very good dancer, and so that's what she wanted to do for, like, the rest of her life, is, like, become a professional dancer, like, be a queen. But when Mary was 15 years old, her parents were fighting because they were- Well, they were about to get a divorce. Typical. Typical parents. God damn it. So, Mary decided to run away from home. Typical. Yeah. (laughs) She ran away to her grandparents' house in California. And so, she had spent, like, a really long time there. Not, like, super long, but, like, several days just hiking, like, hitchhiking because it's in 1970. It's the 70s. So, you know, we're out there hiking during the moment. And she, like, just was like, I want to be back with my parents. I feel so alone here. Like, I want to go home. So, in September, on September 29th, 1978, she was on the road in Modesto, California. She was ready to head south, go back to Las Vegas with her family, go back to her parents, and, you know, just kind of, like, rekindle their parents, like, not her parents' love, but, like, her the love, love of the, for, for their the family. family. Yeah, she just wanted to, like, be back with them. She missed them. She was tired. She was desperate to get home. And so... The same road that she was on, she was in front of two other hitchhikers that had... So, like, she said that she had a sign that said, going south. And so, hitchhikers would have signs that basically said, like, this is where I want to go. So, if you, so then people that are coming would know that's where they're going. And if you're going that way, you stop and pick them up and you just take them. If you're crazy. Well, in the 70s, that's not crazy. It's, like, a normal thing. It's upsetting. Yeah. But she was also 15, so... So she clearly wasn't. She wasn't like, like really comprehending the consequences of her actions, but that's okay. Those fifteen-year-olds don't. Fair. I barely knew anything at fifteen. Okay, so there were two hitchhikers behind her, and they were both going in the general direction of south. So they both were going south, but they weren't going to the same place. You know, because obviously she was going to her parents' house. That'd be weird if two hitchhikers <laughs> were going to her parents' I'm, house. I'm going to your parents' house too. Oh Do you God. just want to like walk together? Do you just want to like? We could piggyback. <laughs> we could take turns. <laughs> we could take turns piggyback riding. <laughs> That's cute. All right. So, 
as they were standing there, she had her, Mary had her thumb out, you know, the whole hitchhiker cue, let's get in this car. And so this blue van pulls up. Good. Yep. But he says, hey guys, I can only take one of you. But the hitchhikers behind Mary were like, your van is empty. Huge. No, it's empty. He said his van was full and like, he could only fit one. They were like, your van is empty. I... And so, <laughs> so you're a liar? So you're and a liar. she still got in. Wait for the moment. <laughs> Sorry. So she was so tired and so desperate. She was just ready to go home. And so the hitchhikers were like, girl, this is not a good idea. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. They were just... They were just like, listen, that's weird. He just wants a 15-year-old girl to just be alone in that car. And he's not willing to take us. That's weird. That's, you shouldn't go. But she was so exhausted. And she was like, oh my God. And she said he looked like a friendly, like, grandfather type. Because the way he lured her in in his van was basically like, I have a daughter your age. And. Like, she's the same age as you, and she's, I'm like, I love them, and so she was like, oh my god, it's like, grandpa, yay. (laughs) And so she decided to get in the car, or get in the van. Not her best decision she's made, um, but that's okay. Um, So she was like, he looks kind, and it's fine. So Mary, being a 15-year-old, decided, let's take a nap. Hmm. So good. <laughs> First of all, don't get in the van when they are like, we can only take one of you. Second of all, no matter what, don't ever fall asleep when you're hitchhiking or like with a stranger ever. Like if you're near a stranger, don't fall if asleep. You're, like people in public, stop. <laughs> stop doing that. Like I am pretty good about napping places where I shouldn't, but don't. But but don't do that. <laughs> like, do as I say, not as I do. Jesus. No, I don't nap. I nap sometimes, like in my classes, but like I that's don't... different, though. Yeah. Like if you're like on a moving transport, like if you fall asleep on the subway, Mm-mm. are you okay? Because not only are you gonna miss your stop because the subway is crazy, but you're also probably gonna get raped and battered. <laughs> probably fucking murdered for sure. Because all of the above. All of the above. Not good. Not awesome. So she's like. Sleeping. And then she realized, (laughs) like, she, like, woke up because she just kind of, like, fell asleep because she was just so tired. And then she woke up and she was like, you're going the opposite direction. Oh, good. So even better. The story gets better. Yeah. That's when you jump out the fucking car. Yeah. And so she saw the signs and she was like, she confronted him and she was like, dude, you're not going the right way. Like, you're supposed to be going south, thank you, and you're not going the right way. So there was a, like, a little, like, yardstick, like, on her side. And so she just, like, pointed at him. <laughs> like, That's gonna... so stupid shit you would do. You'd be like, go! And she was like, pull the fuck over. She, I don't think she said fuck, but she probably She might have. She was 15. Queen, yeah. And clearly very rebellious. <laughs> well, she said, I watched an interview, and she said she wasn't rebellious. She just wanted to get home. And she just wasn't very cautious. At the same time, which is fair because every 15-year-old is not cautious ever with anything. So, that's fair. So, she pointed the stick at him and demanded he turn around. And he was like, whoa. Like, <laughs> this was an honest mistake. Like, <laughs> like, I just am really bad at directions. He was like, I'm a good person. I just honestly just, like, 
It was just a mistake, my guy. Like, sorry. And so he ended up doing a Yui, and he turned around, but then he was like, I gotta piss. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. But he had to piss. Mm-mm. But he had to piss. I know where this goes. Do you? I've heard this story. Yeah. But I hate it. Mm-hmm. All right. So he stops the car in just this random fucking desert. Not like a desert. Like, there's still a road, but it's just deserted. And, like, the road is just deserted. A deserted. And then on the sides is basically a desert. Like, it's not grassy. It's just shit. Because SoCal. <laughs> yeah, because fucking California. What are we going to do? So she decides, she notices, like, this is really weird. And she was like, I don't know what's going on. But then she was like, you know what? I'm going to, when he gets out, I'm going to get out. And then she's like, my shoe's untied. So she knows, she's like, he's healthy. I mean, he's unhealthy. I'm healthy. He's an old man. I'm young. Like, I can run. I can do this. But she was like, the only way I can run, I just need to make sure my shoes are tied. So she steps out of the car. At this point, he's already out of the car. So he steps out of the, or she steps out of the car. She bends down to tie her shoe. And then he hits her over the head with a sledgehammer. Ouch. Yep. <laughs> there Why didn't she, okay, so she was already in the car. Why didn't she just tie her shoe in the car? Um, Because she also wanted to like stretch her legs. And she was like. Maybe this isn't weird, so I'm going to stretch my legs and get out. But she, like, the alarm bells were off. She was just like, I need to get ready to, like, book it if he's just really weird. But she ended up blacking out. Duh. Yeah. You typically don't stay conscious when you get hit in the head with a sledgehammer. You'd be surprised. (laughs) Or you'd die. (laughs) Yeah. Like, how the fuck did she live? I don't know. And there's more. There's more. It gets worse. She regains consciousness, and she is tied up and stripped naked in the back of his dam. Cute. Yep. That's and not yeah. awesome. Yeah. When she wakes up, he starts raping her. And she said that he raped her. Oh, you her. waited for her to be conscious. Yep. Good. Yeah. And he raped her and sodomized her, which is sticking foreign objects in certain places that should not be stuck. And then he forced her to commit sexual acts on him. That's when you bite his dick off. Yeah, but she was 15 and terrified. I don't... So, she says that he raped her about six times. Like, consecutively. And she said she remembers everything. She felt everything. It was painful. I would have wanted to die at that point. Well, so, he ends up falling asleep. (laughs) As you do when you rape somebody six times. Yeah, so... Um, he ends up falling asleep and she was like, I can't go anywhere. I'm literally tied up. I'm naked. I don't know what to do. I don't know where I am. Like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. So basically the entire time while he was sleeping, she just begged God to kill her. That's what I would have done. Yeah. And she, yeah, she said it was one of the worst feelings she's ever felt in her life. Yeah. Yeah. Obvi. So he woke up again. He didn't sleep for very long because it was still like, dark, like, it was still nighttime, it was the same day, and he sexually assaulted her and raped her some more until the sun came up, and she said that she remembers watching the sun just rise. 
as he was raping her. And, like, she said that it was just so much pain and, like, she just couldn't deal with it anymore. So she begged him to let her go and she specifically said, oh, wait, before this, as, like, he was raping her, she asked, like, why are you doing this, you know? And he just, like, didn't respond to her. He just repeatedly kept assaulting her. So, um, when he woke up again and started raping her, she said, um, let me go. Please let me go. I won't tell anybody. And she said, please set me free and I won't tell. So in the morning, when the sun is officially up, he drags her out of the van and she's still- I know what's coming and I hate it. She's completely naked. She's still naked. And he says, you want to be set free? I'll set you free. <laughs> so she watches him go over to his toolbox Mm-mm. and pull out nope. a hatchet. No! Yep. What? Now, at this point, they're standing. So he grabs her left arm and he swings. No! Oh, yeah. All the way off? No. It takes a few swings. Oh, my Because God. it's a hatchet and bone. And she remembers gripping his hand so tightly because she felt like she was falling. And then she swings again. And she said, I'm like, I'm falling. Like, I, I know my hand is gripping him, but I'm falling. It's because she was standing. He cut off her arm. And so when that, she fell because she was no longer holding on to something because as she looked down, all she saw was blood squirting out of her arm. Obviously. Yeah. I hate blood, guys. So this is the worst. Yeah. So she's now on the ground and this time, oh, and he severed her left arm below her elbow. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was like at the shoulder. No, no, both of her arms were not at the shoulder. It was below her elbow, so it was, like, about right to, like, her forearm, basically. Yeah, not, still not awesome, still don't love it. So he cut her left arm off. Yep, and she's on the ground this time, and he starts coming towards her. Mm -mm. And he takes the hatchet, and she is kicking, and she is screaming, and she is begging for help, because she's like, hopefully someone will hear me, hopefully someone will know that I'm out here, even though it's literally in the middle of nowhere, I'm never going to survive this. So he starts hacking at her arm. The other one. The right one. And because she's kicking and screaming, he has to do this several times to get her arm completely off. So she's laying on the ground, bleeding out, and she looks up at him. Her left and right arm are both gone, And she sees him flicking his arm and freaking out. And she's like, that's really weird. Why is he flicking his arm? Like, what is going on? She looks down. Her left hand is still attached to his arm. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) He is flicking that shit, trying to get it off. And it's like gripped on his hand. And it's just her fucking hand and arm. That's awesome. It's amazing. Like, I think that's hilarious, and he deserves every minute of that. Because, like, when you lose an appendage, it, like, 
Yeah, it's, it's like it's basically solid. like it's like ends up being like rigor mortis, basically. So she is. That's awesome. I I hope it's still attached to him to this day. It's, <laughs> it's actually not. So that's really tough. I wish it was though. So she was laying there and she was not moving. So she assumed that her attacker thought she was dead. And so you know what he did? He, he raped her again. No. Oh. <laughs> but, like, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> me neither. But, no, he pushed her down a 30-foot cliff. Oh, I knew that, too. I just yep. forgot about it. And then shoved her in a drainage pipe. Yeah. Yep. So, she was laying there, like, in the pipe, and she was like, I don't know if he's going to come back down here. I don't know if he drove off. I don't know what's going on. So, she stayed there for a little bit, and then she was like, okay, let's do this. I'm going to get out. I'm going to be fine. It's going to be okay. So, because all she wanted to do was, like, fall asleep. Like, she felt herself falling asleep because she was losing so much yeah, blood. Yeah, don't ever, like, don't fall asleep, like, if you lose your blood. Yeah. You're die. Yeah. But she said that Pro she... tip. <laughs> Just in case, guys, you're in this situation, don't fucking fall asleep. If you're bleeding out. Thanks, Kennedy. Wise words. Life hack. So, um, she said she heard this voice telling her, you need to get up. You cannot fall asleep right now. Like, you can't. It was me. It It was you? You were there? You were hovering above her? (laughs) No, I just... an angel? Um, I just, like, transferred my consciousness. I was like, don't Um, fall asleep. That's bad, my guy. You weren't alive back then. That's why it was my consciousness. 1978, babe. Yeah, but my... Eggy was there. Your egg? In my mother. That's weird. You're a woman is born with all the eggs she will ever have, so I was there. Okay. I was around in the 70s. So I was just chilling. Just chilling so like I a transferred man. my consciousness to Mary Vincent. It's like, don't fall asleep, my guy. No. Bad move. I think she actually heard her own subconscious because she said she felt it in her body and her soul. And she was like, I have to do this. Because she said... I'm just really convincing. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. You're so annoying. No, but she said she heard it, like a voice telling her, get up, fight, because some he's going to do this to somebody else if she doesn't survive. So this fucking bad fucking bitch, her body's in shock already, of course, because of the blood loss. Because she's lost both her arms. But she ends up getting out. And getting up, and she packs her arm with dirt, Mm-mm. and it creates this mud. No. Yes. Gross. And it keeps it from, it keeps her from bleeding out, basically. It's just to help. And she, like, as a 15-year-old. I would not have thought of that. I would just fucking lay there. I would have not have thought of that now. I would have, me neither. <laughs> I would have gone to sleep. And I'd be like. I'd be like, I'm kind of tired. Like, I'm kind of tired. I'm going to bed. See you another day from Olivia. Thank you. So, um, she was really, really cold, tired, decided to get up. And then this bitch Mm-mm. climbs up a 30-foot cliff. I couldn't do that with my appendages. Me neither. <laughs> but it took her hours. Well, yeah. And hours. But by the time she got up there, it was nighttime. She said she wouldn't have been able to see anything if it weren't for the moon and the stars. So he had done this early in the morning when the sun had come up 
So she had been climbing this fucking hill. For like 12 hours. For so many fucking hours. So she was holding her limbs up like this, like up Party. in the air, but not good. <laughs> and she was still naked and she was covered in blood and dirt. At that point, the naked thing is the least of my concerns. I, well, it's just chilly. It is cold. Chilly Billy. But because it's in September. Oh. I said that. You just don't listen. No, it just seemed unimportant at the time. Well, it's cold. Chilly Billy. So she's holding up her arms. So that muscle and blood would not fall out. I'm going to vomit right now. <laughs> because that physically, like, gave me, like, an ick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I hate blood. I know, but that's tough. That's what this is, baby girl. So, it was actually starting to get daylight again. Oh, good. Because she said she heard when she got up yeah. out of the fucking 30-foot cliff ditch, yeah. she heard traffic and she was like there's definitely like a freeway or a highway or something like, like an active near. one so she was walking miles with her arms up in the air and fucking naked and covered in blood could you imagine no uh, no 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 i can't imagine being in her situation but can you imagine being no i know driving exactly on the highway what you're talking at about six in the morning or something and seeing that fucking monstrosity walking towards you. <laughs> no, I agree. That's what I mean. <laughs> I would have called 911, but I would not have stopped. Oh, no. I will be 100% honest with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Because I would have been zero help. I would have passed out. <laughs> I would have vomited, passed out, and then probably also died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll call 911, but I'm pretty sure you're Satan incarnate. Uh, so. I'm going to call 911, but it's going to be for both of us. <laughs> It's going to be a double ambulance wide. <laughs> or a double ambulance wide. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> as daylight starts coming up, she notices this red fucking Corvette, whatever. Two men were in it. And they saw her. Was one of the prints? Maybe. Little, little <laughs> red Corvette. <laughs> it probably was. I think it had to have been. <laughs> Prince would never have left, though. I feel like he would have helped. Oh, her. this guy left. Yeah, he left. Ah, oh, darn. Prince would have like. Prince would have just like brought her arms back magically because <laughs> he's, he's magic. Prince. He's Prince. There's nothing Prince can do. All right. So daylight was coming. The sports stuff. The sports car was coming down. Two men were in it. The top was down. And so they were just like having a fucking morning joyride, and then they see fucking Mary <laughs> covered in blood and dirt. Arms up, no fucking hands. Naked. Naked. Cup. Oh my gosh, terrifying. And so they slowed down for a sec. They saw her sped the fuck away. <laughs> That's what I would have done. No, she now today says, I don't blame them. I she don't said, <laughs> She said she looked like she was came straight out of a fucking horror, horror movie. <laughs> so she was like, I don't blame them at all. But she was, at that time, when she was 15 years old... Devastated. She was like, oh my god, I'm gonna die here. People are too fucking afraid to come help, help me. I'm gonna die here. But she kept going. And a beautiful couple, who had gotten lost on their honeymoon... If it weren't for them, she would be dead by now. 100%. Yeah. They stopped. Put her in the truck, and was like, hey, we're gonna fucking get you help. Like, chill. Like, we got this. So I'd just, be so scared to get back with a 
another random. Well, it was a couple, so I feel like she may have felt safer. I guess, but I still would have been absolutely fucking terrified. Imagine if the Corvette people were like, I just don't want blood on my on my new seats. They're like new leather and all. Yeah. Like, ugh. Kind of <laughs> no, but they helped her, and she said she knew that the truck was old, and she but she could hear them speeding as fast as they could. She could hear the tires just going, <laughs> like, just, yeah, just going for it. So... They called 911 and the paramedics flew her to the hospital. And that bitch fucking survived. She's a queen, but she lost half of her blood, over half of it, that was supposed to be in her fucking body, fell, left, left. Gone. It left, it's gone. And then this fucking bad bitch, the rest of the blood that was in her body was toxic. Yeah, because of everything. And But her body still took it. They were like, where are the live, bitch? Yeah, she was like, fuck you guys. I'm Good. out here. So, like, they were, like, the police came in and they were like, do you need to rest a little bit? She's like, no, bitch, I got this. She fucking detailed, detailed description of this man. It was almost a photograph. It was so good. And she got it down. And she was 15 fucking years old. And so they put this out everywhere. And it was, like, all over the fucking news and everything like that. And then they get a phone call. Hey. They were like, hey, this fucking guy looks exactly like my neighbor, Lawrence fucking Singleton. And they were like, bring that motherfucker in, baby girl. (laughs) So she had also picked him out, like picked his photo out of six other people as a 15 year old. Like, I couldn't even imagine being in that state at 16 years old. And then doing this that quickly. Like, she didn't rest. She was like, this motherfucker. Well, she probably got like jail. a blood transfer. Probably. Like, a full one. Like, a whole body. <laughs> they were like, a whole body. They were like, take this one, put it in this one. Like, all the blood? We're just gonna... Yeah, she's she's not okay currently. Well, now, she is. Well, she is, yeah. You but said she's not, but... Well, I meant like... Oh. Like, when... Like, act, like, I was there. I was the nurse that was trying to help oh, her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I meant... I remember that. Currently, yeah. Yeah. See, you were the voice. I and was you the, were the nurse. nurse. I was taking care of her. Yeah. She was... That was nurse. when we first met, actually, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, I talked through Mary Vincent to... In motherfucking 1978. <laughs> Both of us. Yeah. We were chilling. And now we're... 18-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> because that's how math Hardly. works. So 10 days after that sketch was made and that call was made, they arrest Lawrence Singleton, a former Marine seaman, of course. You want to know how old this motherfucker was? A hundred. He looked a hundred. <laughs> but take a good old guess. He looked a hundred, but he was probably like 33. 50. Oh, shit. This fucker did this when he was 50 years old. His life crisis. How the fuck do you do that? I can barely walk now. My joints are broken. And this motherfucker. My doing great. Per She kind of is. <laughs> But, like, this... <laughs> but this, We had to bring up my mom at some point. We have to every day. Every time. <laughs> no, but this motherfucker hacked a 15-year-old girl's arms off and, like, trying to, like, fucking subdue her while she was kicking and screaming. I don't know many 50-year-olds that could probably even do that because all of them are just old and crackly. I don't think you know what a 15-year-old looks like. I feel like I do. But you know what? He just looks old and crackly. Yeah. Just because he looks like... Uh, he came from the dirt. Uh, <laughs> Jurassic fucking park. <laughs> I don't know a lot of 50 year olds. I, know that I don't think you do. Because my mom is like 57. 
still kick my ass. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I feel like it won't be that hard, though. To kick my ass? No, to kick your mom's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Baby girl can hold her own, though, for sure. Per. Just like, not against me. But he was 50 <laughs> at the time. And then in 1979, they went to court. And Mary remembers this vividly because when she was in the witness stand, she was only 10 to 15 feet away from him. Ew! Yeah. So you had to look that motherfucker in the eye. I would have taken a gun and shot him. You can't do that. I would have done it anyways. Okay, well, she didn't have fucking fingers. <laughs> she didn't have <laughs> You forgot! <laughs> you forgot? That's like the biggest part of this entire fucking I thing. I didn't want to remember it. Well, you have to. Now, well, you have to. Now, when the who the fuck says that? The prosecution was like, "Who is the person that did this to you?" That she bitch. took. So her prosthetics aren't actually hands; they're hooks. Queen. They're actually fucking amazing. She's like Captain Hook, but with two hooks, and it's kind of badass. And so she fucking takes her fucking prosthetic hand, points directly at that motherfucker, and says, "It is him. It's him." How long after the crime was the trial? One year, because it's... So she's 16? She is, I think, yes, at this time. And he's 51. Because court takes fucking forever. Like a trial does. You should know. What? You should know. You're a queen law. But I haven't taken any law classes. Okay, but you should still, like, know stuff. You know what? You're right. I'm actually an expert in psychology, too. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking stupid. (laughs) Okay. So, she pointed at him. She was just a bad bitch. And Lawrence just said, Lawrence described her as a $10 whore. And he was like, I was drunk, so. No, you weren't. Yeah. But you know what else he said? The other hitchhikers were also in the van. And there was another guy named Larry, too. Because he- Larry the Cable Guy? Yes. No, but he actually goes by Larry. Lawrence goes by Larry. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he was like, there's another guy named Larry there. So, like, if there was any blood or, like, any evidence towards me, it was actually the other Larry and not me. Oh, yeah. So he claimed that he was being framed. Good. He was like, it, no, I think you're actually I lying I wish they could have gotten those other hitchhikers and been like, he literally told us to go fuck off, actually. <laughs> actually, he said, too bad. I can't, my bad. Full. Yeah, because they didn't. I didn't say this in the beginning, but they were both, they were all strangers. And they were just yeah. two other random hitchhikers. I just wanted to make that clear. Because. You form a bond, though, on the side of the road. I feel like you would. I feel like that's kind of an awesome bond. I mean, I don't want to find out, but. Yeah. I kind of do. But as long as they're not weirdos, like creepy weirdos. But, like, I would love to form just, like, a hitchhiker bond with cool hitchhikers. Okay. But, like, we're, like, fucking. Okay. Head- <laughs> Let's stop. Because you're going to get murdered. Probably. Because <laughs> you would not survive. Well, it's really funny because every time there's, like, somebody on the side of the road, I look at my dad and I'm like, oh my god, let's pick him up. And my dad goes, no. that's not funny. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> no, I'm like, but he's really nice, probably. Oh, my favorite is whenever you go through, like, Ellsworth and they have the no hitchhiker side. I was like, darn. Dang, I was going to pick one up. It's not even the ones in the pretty orange jumpsuit. The Because it's my favorite. Because <laughs> orange? Orange. 
I love that they have a max security prison in fucking Ellsworth. That's terrifying to me. <laughs> there are murderers in that bitch. Yeah. Murderers. You know the best part? Some of my friends are in there. It's their, <laughs> it's their dads. <laughs> murderers? <laughs> I don't know that it's murderers. But they're just in their prison. But then they're they're in the max security prison. Jesus Christ. And so. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, my, I, I have this friend who, um, this is getting cut out, but, because I hate really? this Really? Why should I leave it in? Um, anyways, we were going to the, uh, Salt Museum in Hutch. Mm. And what's the prison that's outside of Hutch? I don't know. Okay, well, it's another, like, not max security, but it's pretty high clearance. Sure, yeah. And she's like, I need to go see my dad sometime soon. I'm like, oh, where does he live? And she's like, in there. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. That's like, not funny, but that's funny. I was like, oh. And then a couple years later, she goes, my dad got out. Oh, awesome. I was like, good. I'm going to go. <laughs> like, but what do you do? You should have found out before you left. <laughs> like, was he a hitman or like tax fraud type shit? I don't know. I think it was drug deals. Oh, uh, that's different. That's not like, like, bad drug deals. Like, lace. Like, he laced it. Oh, he deserves to stay in there for <laughs> It's okay. She's a piece of shit, too. Um, They're both in prison, though. I hope. No, she's not. Um, I wish she was. Moving on. So, he claimed that he was framed. That's not fucking true. He's a motherfucking liar. But later, he also said the reason he cut off her hands was to remove the ID, even though you can... There's dental records and missing person reports. DNA. Facial recognition. Like, I don't know. What Fingerprints are like a last resort. I know. <laughs> Tope. I wonder if tow prints are a thing. They are. Tongue prints, too. That's a thing. Everybody has a different tongue print. I think, I believe you. I just, like, I find that weird because, like, when you do your thumbprint, it's just, like, a stampy, and then it's, like, on the paper. And then you do your fucking toesies. Your little toesy boys, you gotta stick. Yeah. Also, if she had like birthmarks yeah, or I, tattoos. Oh, she did. She does have a mole on her face. Yeah. And it's, or like, I have a fuck ton of piercings. Yeah. Like, I would just have holes. Like, even if he took the jewelry out. Yeah. And you'd have a tattoo. I have a tattoo, so he. But my arm would be gone, so he got that one. Oh, fuck. Your arm. <laughs> well, actually, I think he just shook the arms off and, like, I don't know if he took them with him. Or if he, like, <laughs> he's like, these. Mine now. <laughs> well, one was very attached to his arm. So like, <laughs> it's true. He probably had to like drive with that bitch off to get it off. He's <laughs> like, God, fuck. And he's just like driving scared. <laughs> um, it is what it is. But yeah, like I feel like if 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 he was trying to do the identification thing, he did it very poorly. Because like no one even really cares about fingerprints anymore because you can burn those bitches off. My grandpa does not have fingerprints. Yeah. I just think that's fucking a dumb excuse, but, like, I don't know what other excuse it would be to be like, I had your fucking arms off. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> like, what? Why is that your first thing? Like, most serial killers don't just hack people's arms off. And they're like, when he first, when he first said it, I thought maybe it was, like, to prevent her from, like, drawing or, like, writing anything about him. But, they but she can still talk. Yeah, and they also... The people don't draw the description. They say the description. There's an actual sketch or Yeah, but what if she was just really talented? (laughs) Sure. So, in the... Yeah. Okay. So, in California, the max sentence for attempted fucking murder... I hate the term attempted murder. Why? 
Because just because you're bad at murder doesn't mean you should get a lesser sentence. I agree. We know what your intention was. Yeah, exactly. So the attempted murder, he was charged with a bunch of other things as well, obviously, like rape, sodomy. I'm all for intention, not consequence. Per. When I become president someday. (laughs) (laughs) We're changing it, motherfuckers. Yeah. But you know how long he got for doing all of that? Like 10 years. 14. Yeah. Yeah. And then... But he would probably be dead by then, because he's like 100. He's 50. Yeah. But... That's what I said. It gets worse, though. Um, There's still more. So that's fun. So when he was testifying... He doesn't testify? Well, he, like, is the one who got... When she was done testifying and he was on the stand, you know, getting his sentence. Oh, uh, yeah. And he was, like, basically saying what he said happened. Like, when he, he lied? Was, when he was on the stand and he was, like, it was the other Larry. It was Larry. <laughs> it was Larry, but not this Larry. Yeah. It was other Larry. <laughs> Well, it was Larry's game. That's the stupidest thing I think I've ever heard. They were like, this DNA match is Larry. But there's another fucking Larry. You're never going to believe this shit. <laughs> but, like, your names don't change your DNA. Like, Larry's don't have the same DNA. Just as Olivia's do not have the same DNA as other Olivia's. That's not how that You're works. You're not Olivia Wilde? No. Or Olivia and John either. We don't have the same. I think we need to reevaluate our friendship. Probably. Because I really thought you were Angie. O-N-G. O-N-G? Angie? No, O-N-G. Living in job. I'm sorry. So he was in the stand. And then Mary had to leave the fucking courtroom. And she was inches away from this motherfucker. When she passed him. And he whispered. With a fucking hook? Yeah. I would have. Both of them. Right in the ears. Then she would (laughs) have. Or the eyes. But then she would have also been in prison. Self-defense. Post-self. Post-self. Fair. That's fair. You know what? Every person... You get a free pass if that fucking shit happens to you, dog. Yeah, if you're, like, a victim of violence or anything, you get a free pass at your attacker. That's, oh, yeah. You get a free fucking pass. We'll get a WWE ring for you, bitches. <laughs> you get a free pass. Doesn't matter. You're Another not, thing you for when I become president. <laughs> yeah. But they don't get to fight back, though. No, they're they restricted. Just, they they're, like, to, tied up. They get to stay there. Just like how she was. Whatever happens to you, you must undo to others, so you, she would get to hack his arm. Like, off, a, like an eye for an eye type beat. Yeah, I think she would get to hack his So, like, rapists, like, should be somebody's bitch in prison. Yeah. Yeah. It's very Kantian. Oh, it's a moral philosophy. Gross. Basically, yeah. he goes, killing people is wrong. Unless they killed first, then you can kill them. And I was like... King. I mean, I don't disagree. But anyway, so she was leaving. She was inches in front of him or like next to him. And he whispers, are you ready? If it's the last thing I do, I will finish the job. Quote, unquote. End quote. Oh, really? End. It's also unquote. It's both. Bitch. Okay, anywho. What? You just spittled everywhere. (laughs) They spit a lot, right? <laughs> but he did. He said, like, a piece of garbage trash. Piece and she of said, shit. come at me, bitch. I've got hooks. <laughs> free, free, free. <laughs> no. She was fucking terrified because she was. Well, yeah. She's 16. 15, 16 years old at the time. Yeah. Because I don't know when her 
birthday was. But you said it was a full year later. I don't know if it was a full year, because it was 78 and then 79, so it could have been a few months and then into it. Doubtful. Well, it was September. Doubtful that it was that fast. (laughs) Fair. So, Mary survived, but she said she didn't feel like a survivor, because she fell into a deep depression. She had terrible fucking nightmares, obviously. No! Really? Um, and because of the reconstruction surgery for her arms, they had to take it from her legs, and she was no longer able to dance the way she could. That's so sad. Yeah, so she, of course... Was devastated. She loved being a dancer. Maybe she could dance on her hooks. That would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Like handstands, but... Yeah. Hook stands. Hook stands. That would be fucking epic. I would dance with her. I would dance with her? Are you kidding? Of course. And so she was also extreme. Even when he was in prison, she was so scared of like. So she just like moved constantly. Like she wouldn't stay in one place for very long. And so she would just. That's also sad. Yeah, she just was not safe and she was so fucking paranoid of everything. And so she couldn't find a fucking job because she didn't have fucking arms. Yeah. And you need arms for a lot of jobs. Isn't she like a public speaker now? Yeah, she's a victim's advocate. I was going to get into that, oh. but you keep fucking up, so shut up. What was I going to say? Because you were talking about the job. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> so, she also, because she couldn't find a job, she couldn't afford her prosthetic arms. <gasps> yeah. Didn't insurance cover that? I don't, not at the time, I don't. Well, because she had prosthetic arms, but they were, they broke, so she couldn't get, she couldn't afford them to be fixed. Oh. And so she ended up filing for bankruptcy at one point. That's so sad. Yeah. And in 1999, she said, I never smiled once in 21 years. Oh, my God. Yeah. So she ended up going to the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and she met a man named Tom, and they got me a weed. And that's pretty sweet. And she had two kids, Luke and Alan, and she was still super fucking traumatized and... But she realized, like, she would still, like, before she got married, she still saw herself as, like, this victim, and she felt so much pity for herself. But when she got married and had her kids, she, like, had a new purpose for her life, and she became a survivor and a victim's advocate, and that's when she started advocating for people of sexual assault and fucking terrible crimes committed to you. Like, I don't know, your arm's being chopped off. (laughs) (laughs) But... She used it, instead of, like, being traumatized by it, she became a fucking public figure and used it to make her stronger and help support other people. And so she would talk about it and about, and she was hoping that this would help, like, anybody who was young and impressionable from doing stupid shit. Doing, yeah, doing things that she probably should not have done at 15 years old, aka hitchhike with a stranger. Um, even though there were plenty of red flags before she got in it, but not victim blaming at all, but just be a little bit smarter when you just don't hitchhike period anymore. Yeah. Like beforehand it was a little bit safer, but now it's just really not safe. Like don't be doing that. Yeah, like there's just so many bad cases, like Dahmer, uh, Singleton, Bundy, right? He, no, Bundy picked up people he knew. That's a game. Game. Oh. Yeah. So just don't be doing it. No, but he didn't pick up people we knew. Yeah, he would, like, get to know people first, like, at the college, right? No. We'll talk about it later. 
Because he made the cast, and he was like, can you help me with my boat? I didn't know that. I thought he, because he went to the university, and I thought, like. No, he never killed anybody at his university. He yeah. killed people at a university, but not. The one he went to. Yeah, no. He's a piece of shit, too. No, but you know what else she became? She became an artist. With her toesies? <laughs> <laughs> no, with her hooks. She said beforehand, like before this ever happened, she could just draw, draw a straight line. And now she said, quote, I couldn't draw a straight line, even with a ruler. I would mess it up. This is something I woke up with after the attack, and my artwork had inspired me and given my self-esteem. And given me self-esteem. That's so cute. Yeah. And she's actually a tinkerer. So instead of- You have to post pictures of all, like, some of her work. I'll see if I can find some, but yeah, I will. And there's also one of her holding a paintbrush, like, painting. And she would tinker- with her little like hooks and prosthetics so she could do like chalk art and like paint and write and draw yeah and she would use like old like for like refrigerator parts and like use them for her hooks and like because they can like (laughs) you're so cute she's a survivor she had so much good come into her life like like not just because of this, but just because of what she made it. Yeah. Because she could Because a lot of people could have just made it, like, miserable, and she made it... Something. She made what happened to her, like, a awesome. good part of her life. And so, yeah, so, like, her little, like, hooks and prosthetics could, like, move all over and, like, like press buttons and shit, and, like, they're just, like, little... Stephen phal- Hawking type shit. They're, like, little phalange moments. Like, she just made phalanges out her hooks, and I was like, goddamn, like, she can hold pencils and chalk and all that shit oh my god she's, that's awesome she is amazing because if that would have happened to me i'd have just been like fuck it <clears throat> i just would have probably just been a hateful fucking person and been you already are but not so nothing but okay <laughs> no i would have never left my house you still don't <laughs> nothing would have changed no. except you wouldn't have arms because <laughs> No, I would become truly hateful. I'm not really that hateful, but I would become... Just towards me, okay. I would just be in the most negative space of my life. You know? (laughs) You literally currently? Uh, Currently in a depression mood? Fuck off. Um, Anyway, so fun little moment. Oh, well, um, Mary was making a life again for herself and like really getting into the good graces of her of her own of her oneness of her life and just feeling better he got paroled you're <laughs> he didn't ruin everything yeah he spent eight years that's not long enough in prison yep and he was paroled and how do you parole someone like that like why would you Good behavior. No. But you know what? Before, you know what wasn't good behavior? Cutting off her arms. I agree. <laughs> and you don't get good behavior. Yeah, like, that's... You can't make that shit. <laughs> Are you gonna pay for her new arms? Didn't think so. <laughs> yeah, you piece of fucking shit. But shortly before his release, his psychiatrist evaluation said this. Because he is so out of touch with his hostility and anger, he remains on elevated... He remains an elevated threat to others safety inside and outside of prison in addition to that singleton larry he threatened mary and like wrote threatening letters to 
her lawyers to give to her. And he was like, hey, I fucking hate Mary here. Kill her. Like, it was just mean shit. And he was, he's a repugnant human being. I hate him. It's fine, but I hate him. So, eventually, he got out. But people in California were like, we don't claim him. (laughs) So, there were actually, like, protests. People um, wrote signs, and one of them was, drop dead Larry. And That was mine. Yeah. And mine was, get the maniac out. (laughs) Because they did not want him here. So, they set up a mobile home for him by the prison, and he had to stay there for the rest of his parole. But then after that... Again, California was like, no, stop. I don't want it. But you know what? Even his own daughter did not want him out of prison. Yeah. But guess what he did? He abused the daughter and also her mother. No, really? No. But while she was also pregnant, the mother told the daughter that she was surprised she wasn't born with complications because of how bad he beat her. Yeah, so she literally called the people, like, the police, and were like, hey, can you, like, is there any way you could just keep him in prison? <laughs> no, but she called the police and was like, hey, he doesn't need to be out. He's dangerous. They, she literally told them the story. I just told you that he was abusive and literally beat her, like, yeah. his fucking wife while she was pregnant. And they were like, good behavior, though. Good behavior? But he's been really... I just don't know what you guys were talking about because he's been really good in here. He hasn't cut off anybody's arms, so. He's actually just, like, a good boy. He's He's been a good boy. He's been a good boy. (laughs) For eight whole years, he's been a good boy. And so we're going to let him out, I think. (laughs) So, yeah. So, he was born and raised in Florida, and he had several siblings there. And so, when he moved to Florida, he decided to move to Florida, and he had to, of course, register as a convicted felon. No. No, actually, he was fine. <laughs> he got off scot Yeah, he's like, you're free. Acquitted. Nah, you're done. No. But it wasn't very good there either because there were also protesters and rioters there. You know that's bad when even Florida doesn't want you. Because <laughs> yeah. Florida's crazy. They threw firebombs at the house. That's very Florida. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have a friend from Florida, and she's like, yeah. Yeah, agreed. So, like, she he moved in with his brother. And then, you know, of course, rioters came to the house because they found out where he fucking lived. And then the brother was like, you can't fucking stay here anymore. You are creating chaos. (laughs) So he eventually ended up in his own apartment or like little... How the hell did he get that? I don't know. What? He had landlord. (laughs) He's like, ooh, convicted, huh? (laughs) Yeah. The landlord was also probably convicted felon. (laughs) What up? No, but in 1997, the police got another call. Oh. Um, oh, and also during this time, he also just shoplifted and shit. Like, just being a piece of shit. Just did petty crimes. Yeah, better than cutting off somebody's arms. I agree. So. You know what I mean? And also, fuck capitalism. <laughs> per. But when he moved into this house, neighbors loved him. Like, they were like, he's a great guy. He is so sweet. Like, we were like... We were, like, concerned for a while, but then he just, like, would talk to you. And then we were like, I don't love that that happened, but, like, we'll give him a chance. We don't love that that happened. (laughs) What was that? Oh, when he tried to kill her? 
and raped her, raped her, sodomized her, and threw her down a fucking fifty foot cliff, thirty foot I cliff. Mean, it wasn't great, but he's just a really nice guy. He's just really sweet to us, and I feel like we should give him a chance. They neighbors said that he you. Would, <laughs> yeah, he's really nice to me, guys. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> no, but he, <laughs> he, like the neighbor said that he would cook steaks for them and give them to them. What if that was human? It wasn't. I don't know. What if it was? Stop looking at me like that. Leave what me if it's her arms? <laughs> Holy shit, I never thought of it. Where the fuck did her arms go? <laughs> did they find them? I don't think so. What if he's still I feel like they would find them in his house. Where is her arms? I don't know. Maybe vultures? Because it was several days before she actually got help. Mm. So, I don't know. Well, because, like, the one was still attached to him. Well, he definitely <laughs> got it off. I don't think it'd be that soon. <laughs> Where are her arms? I don't know. Anyway. So, there was a guy coming to, like, fix a pay job in the apartment. And so he got a call. The police got a call from this painter guy. And they were like, hey, um, <laughs> bad news. Listen, there's this guy and he's like fully naked right now. What? And like, I can hear bones crushing. <gasps> and it sounds like chicken bones, like breaking kind of. I hope. But I don't think it is. But he's also, it looks like he's doing like a stabbing motion. Like, he's <laughs> going like. Do we have this call? Up and down? Because I need this. No. <laughs> no. I want to hear what this guy sounded like. Because if that's what he said, he's going to be the dumbest motherfucker. <laughs> it's not like bones crushing, but he's also like doing a little stab. No, he did say bones crushing, like chicken bones breaking. That's, quote, what he said. He's got to be stupid. He might be, I don't know. But he was confused. He was like, the fuck? <laughs> so the cops came down and they found on her arms. <laughs> they saw a 31 year old mother of three named Roxanne Hayes, who was a sex worker, laying lifeless <gasps> on fucking Lawrence. Larry Old. Larry Singleton. Larry Singleton's sofa. He had aggressively stabbed her several times, broken several of her bones. Probably raped her if he was naked. Probably. He said that um, he agreed to pay her $20 for sex and then ended up stabbing her with a boning knife. Which is? Which is like, I'm pretty sure it's like a serrated knife to like cut through bone. Like a, kind of like a bone saw. Good. Yeah. Um... So she was literally doing her job, and so she didn't live. I said lifeless. Yeah. I said lifeless. Did I, you not? No, I just was hoping maybe she lived. So maybe lifeless meant the opposite. Of what I said. <laughs> maybe it meant full of life. <laughs> you went full of life. She a breathe? Did you say she was fully alive? <laughs> Did you say life, life full? Life full. Full? full. No, she did die. Um. And then, of course, the news came back to go to Mary. Mary heard about this shit. And she was probably like, yeah, what do you think now, dumb motherfucker? Yeah, she was pissed. And she fucking testified again. 
Desperate. Oh my god. Yeah. I cannot imagine reliving that that many years later. No, she, well, she's also had plenty of interviews too. Like when she got married. I could not relive that that many times. Well, when she got married, she had, she only allowed three reporters to into her wedding because of course it's like a really big thing that the survivor is getting married. And they made them sign a contract that said they wouldn't say her maiden name or where they were living at the time because she had lived somewhere for three years at this time, like in one place finally. So she was very keen on like her privacy. And so she, the Florida um, like court system basically paid for her flight to come down and flied her, flew her and flew her down to the court and fucking testified again. Now she said, so she testified, she went down there and she was like, this motherfucker is staying in goddamn prison. If it's the last motherfucking thing I do, I swear to God. Like, so she went down there, she testified. She said, quote, I was raped. I had my arms cut off. As you can see. He used a hatchet. He left me to die. And of course, the courtroom was like, Jesus. (laughs) Fucking horrified by that. They thought it was a casual Tuesday. And to this day, she never called him Lawrence. She always called him my attacker. Good. Yeah, she will never say his name because he doesn't fucking deserve it. But this testimony, Lawrence got fucking the motherfucking death penalty. Did he ever get put to death? Or is he just on death row? Well, he was on death row and he died in 2001 of cancer. Good. But the thing is, me fucking too. I was listening to his podcast about this, and one of them said, I hope he dies of penis cancer. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Me too. That motherfucker. Or arm cancer. Ironic, huh? <laughs> yeah. I hope one of his arms falls off. Yeah. But she said, but Mary, when she found out he died, she said she felt no relief and that she was robbed of the opportunity to look him in the eyes and ask him why. That's sad. She wanted to understand, of course, why he did that. But when she looked at her sons, they real she realized, like she looked in their eyes and they saw, and she just saw the relief in their eyes that they no longer had to worry about their mother, and she never had to worry about him coming after her kids or her family, and so she felt like that was good enough for her, and she was like, okay, you know what, this it doesn't matter anymore, like it's fine. So today she is living in Gig Harbor, Washington, and she has two sons, of course, and a parrot couple of dogs, tank of fish, and a boyfriend, Kirk Wright. Who's 41 years old. Who's 41 years old. (laughs) Not 21. (laughs) Not 21. But yeah, so she's fucking killing it today. And she's living life. And um, on the beautiful I Survived episode that she's on, she said the reason she survived was because of God and her kids. Because it gave her a better purpose in life. I would love if we ended the episode right now. Too bad. <laughs> My turn! <laughs> Yay! So, I am going to be doing John List. And clearly, Olivia thought she knew about John List and does not. No, because I thought he was a serial killer. He, technically. Yeah, but he's a family annihilator, not a Yes, he killer. is a family annihilator. Um, so, John List... This is in the 70s, early 70s, late 60s. He worked as an accountant at a bank, um, and he was a breadwinner because obviously this was the 60s, and that's 
what you did. Yep. Um, they you lived, won bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they lived in a mansion in New Jersey. A mansion. A huge mansion. It's, you can't say that and then expect me to know what huge means in the fucking 70s. Oh. Bigger than John Bonet's house. John Bebe? I'll post a picture. But her outside house, like the outside of her house does not look big at all. It was insane. I have listed the rooms. So everyone who lived there was him, his mom, his wife, and three children. Now let me tell you about this mansion. It had 19 rooms, including a ballroom that they never used. Well, yeah. A marble fireplace. And a Tiffany skylight. That they never used. Well, the skylight, I mean. Well, the, yeah. I was talking about... The, the fireplace, I think they did use just because it was cheaper than... Heat. Heat. <laughs> um, but they never used the ballroom. If you can afford a mansion and a ballroom you don't use, you can afford <laughs> fucking heat. That's... You hear that, Dad? You fucking hear that shit? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he had a bunch of rooms that they just didn't use. But specifically the ballroom because it was gigantic and it comes in. It comes with what? Into play later. Oh, okay. You just said that really fast. Uh, yeah. So, um, they were very devout Lutherans. Um, they attend church every Sunday, like everyone in the 70s. And John even taught Sunday school. So they were king. very uh, religious. Um, then, in 71, John lost his job. And he was 46 at that time. What a piece of shit. Just kidding. Um, And he tried to get other jobs, and they didn't pan out, and he could not bear to tell his family that he lost his job. (gasps) He couldn't do it. Because what do you you tell your family when you're the only source of income, right? This is what's going to do. I become a hooker. Yeah. So instead of telling his family that he lost his job, he acted as if nothing happened. Okay, me. He kept... Leaving every day like he was going to work. He would leave at the same time, come back at the same time. But he would spend his day at the train station reading the newspaper and then secretly skimming money from his mom's bank account to pay the mortgage. So he just acted like he was going to work. So his family wouldn't know. He was stealing his mom's money? Yeah, because she was old and female. Well, wouldn't we all? Kidding. Um, But yeah, he just pretended to go to work instead of telling his family. Well, I mean, what would they have done anyway? In his mind, he would have been like. Yeah, but back in the day, really religious people yeah. don't fucking divorce each other. Yeah. They would just present each other. Yeah. So he refused to go on welfare because of how embarrassing that would be for him. Because poor people. Because <laughs> um, it would entail excruciating embarrassment in the community. And violate the principles of self-sufficiency that he learned at his father's knee. Also known as, he was beat as a kid because he wasn't self-sufficient enough. And now he refuses to tell his family he lost his job. (laughs) Um, So, he was so distraught. Poor baby. About not having this job. I fucking hate the patriarchy. That (sighs) he was just so devastated that he lost his job. And... He later said, like, he only saw two choices. And that was, go on welfare, God forbid, or kill his family. Well, (laughs) I get the second option. It just makes sense. Because, like, you know, like, 
natural selection, but, like, the father is a natural selection. It's... Yeah. So, he obviously picked the second one. Because, really? God forbid you go on welfare. Um, like, I, personally, I would probably pick second, too. So, we don't have a date, and I'll get to why later, but one day in late 1971, that's as much information as we have, Okay. John List killed his wife, well, killed his whole family. Um, Helen, um, his, uh, Patricia, his daughter, who was 16, John, who was 15, Frederick, who was 13, and his mother, Alma, who was 85. I love the name Alma. I don't know why. It's just, like, the sweetest name on planet Earth. <laughs> well, she's dead. What? A lot of people are dead. <laughs> Fucking Kennedy. Jesus. Okay. So, he killed his whole family. And it was very methodical and thought out, like, this whole process. It's... That's- I'm afraid of that. Oh, don't worry. Oh, good. I'm going to tell you about it. No, I don't want to. So, Helen, his wife, was first. Um, so, John was like, okay, bye, kiddos. See you after school. Um, I forgot school was in the 70s. Yeah. I don't know why. And then he went to the kitchen and shot her as she sipped her morning coffee. All right. That's, like, my favorite part of the goddamn day. <laughs> you're gonna shoot me while, actually... You'd be happy that way, you know I think. <laughs> if you're shooting me while I'm, like, enjoying a cup of joe, uh, it's not the worst way to go out, I guess. So, yeah. He just shot her right in the head while she was drinking her coffee. Then, he went up to the third floor and murdered his mother in her bed. Like, with the shotgun or, like, stabby-stabby? No, he, he shot him. Yeah. Uh, then, um, Patricia... He killed Patricia when she came back from school. How old was she? Patricia was 15, or 16, sorry. Patricia was 16, so she came home from school, dead. Um, then Frederick, who was 13, um, killed him when they, because they came home at the same time. Oh, so they killed, he killed both of them at the same time. Yes. John did not come home right after school, and that's very important. How old was he? He is the 15-year-old. Okay. So he killed. That's like lots of kids right back to back, huh? Yeah. Ain't doing that. So he killed Patricia and Frederick, and then you want to know what he did after he killed four of the five members of his family? Took a nap. Better. He made himself a sandwich. Wait. So (laughs) Patricia was like in the dining room. Did he like eat with her? Was he like, hey, hon, how was your day? And she was just there. Patricia's the daughter. Helen's oh, sorry, Helen. Um, I, I haven't Helen. don't know. We just know that he ate a sandwich. I could just imagine how terrifying that would be. Though. Just sitting next to a dead body eating lunch. Oh my god, are you fucking joking? Absolutely not. So, he made That's a sandwich. That's criminal minds type shit. That's he, movie type shit. He made a sandwich, and then he closed out his bank accounts. All of them. Because that's not sus. Um, and then, he went to John's soccer game and cheered him on. Go, son. I killed your whole family, but go, son. Then he gave him a ride home and shot him in the chest. Oh. Right after the game. Did they win at least? I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's really bad. Like, imagine, though, if he lost and he was just so already sad. down. And then they were like, hey, kid. I'm going to kill you now. Like, that's... That makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, so, after he killed them all, he laid all of the bodies of his family members on top of sleeping bags in the ballroom. <sighs> um, and then 
he wrote a note to his pastor because he thought his pastor would understand why he did it. He, the pastor's like, oh, shit, I can do it with that for mine. I got away with it. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how to do it. Um, he, this is what he says. He says he feared his family, confronted with a world full of evil and poverty, would turn from God, and this was the only way to ensure their safe arrival in heaven. Well, because the sleeping bags, like, would break their fall, probably. Yeah. Wait, that means they're going to hell. Yeah. No, like, it, I. I don't know what his thought process was. Clearly. Jesus, I guess. <laughs> so, he wanted to confuse the police. Ooh. So, he cleaned the crime scene and used scissors to remove his face from every photo in the mansion. But it's like, they still have, do they have DNA right then? I think they did, I think but not did. very good. But they also lived in a very fancy neighborhood because they were rich. They would know him. Yeah. They'd be like, Everybody this knew guy. this motherfucker. They'd be like, this fucking guy right here. So he took his face out of all the photos. He canceled all deliveries. He called his kid's school and was like, hey, we're going on vacation to North Carolina. So the kids aren't going to be there for a little bit. Um, he turned on the lights and the radio um, to religious hymns um that that. played over the intercoms of the whole house. The house had intercoms? Yeah. That's everything. (laughs) Son, could you please report to the living room? I need you to change the channel on the television. Yeah. So he left lights on and he played this music over the intercoms. Did he, like, pull, like, a Herbert and, like, get some mannequins and, like, play somewhere (laughs) else? No. No, he didn't do that. Yeah, I feel like he should. Um, But he left the lights on and was like, yeah, this is gonna work. And it did. That upsets me. Like, even at night, though, like, all the lights were just on and they were, like, party time. So, that night, he slept in the mansion where his family lay dead. Absolutely not. And walked out the door the next morning. I'm surprised, though, they did not fucking haunt his ass and, like, just... Yeah. Yeah! So, he walked out the door the next morning and he wasn't seen again for 18 years. Holy shit! (laughs) That's crazy. Which I'll get into, but I want to <laughs> talk about the house first. Um, so, a month passed. Yeah. Before the neighbors were curious about why all the lights were on. And they didn't see anybody in the windows. And they began to suspect something was weird. Really? <laughs> yeah! They were like, it's been a month. All the lights are on. The same music is playing, like, over and over And over I haven't again. seen anybody in the windows. So it's just weird. Like, I'm freaked out, but, like, I'm just going to leave it. So, the authorities came on December 7th. We assume this was, like, November, I guess. But, like I said, we don't have a date. Um, but if it says a month, I bet it, I bet it was around... November. Early November. Late uh, October, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, when... Oh, my God, like, Halloween? Yeah. Spooky. So, when they came in, they heard organ music piped through the intercom How system. Oh, I No. Um... They also found... You remember how good the Germany Ramsey uh, note was? How many pages was it? Three? It was... I think so. Or it was like two and a half. They found a five-page note. But this one isn't a ransom note, is it? No. Um, it's from List explaining that the bloodied bodies of the ballroom floor were his family members killed out of mercy, and he'd saved the souls of the people he loved. He said all that in five pages? He said more. 
But I feel like that's the gist of it. You could just say that. Yeah, he could have. He, was he like, didn't. Let me be elaborate. Yeah. Oh my god, it's like Ron Weasley when he's a poet. He's <laughs> like, So, they found his car parked at the Kennedy International Airport in NYC, but they never found him until 18 years later. I don't know why I think time is the way it is. I just... Like, feel like this is such an old, like, thing. It's you know, really it's not. It's the 70s. Yeah, it's not that... Long like, ago. it's long ago, but it's not that long ago yeah. where they didn't have airplanes. And I don't know why I'm like, there's no airplanes. That's weird. Yeah. So this was 71. And in 89, the 18 years later, a forensic artist created, like... A How the fuck did he live that long, too? He wasn't that old. He was only 41, so he was, like, 60. That's not that old. I know, but, like... Okay. Okay, sorry. So, a forensic artist created a clay bust of what John might look like now that he's aged. And they did a lot of psychoanalyzation because I remember one of the things was like, we picked these glasses because he would have picked these glasses he wore when he was younger and successful. And they were fucking right on the spot. The bust looked so similar. Like, eerily similar. I want to show you the photo just for this context right now because I have it on my phone how much it looked like him. It was spot on. This is the clay bust, and that's him. That's pretty good. Yeah. For back in the day. They fucking killed it. (laughs) So, this was for an episode of America's Most Wanted, was why they made this bust, and they did a whole story about the Liz family murder. And nine days... After the America's Most Wanted aired on TV, he was arrested. Nine fucking days. Because somebody saw that and was like, dog. Yeah, no. So, a tip came from a woman in Richmond, Virginia, who thought her next-door neighbor, Robert Clark, bore a striking resemblance to the bust. And the lady said that her neighbor was also an accountant and attended church. So... He really, like, should have switched He really should have tried better. Like, I am a Buddhist, and I work as a janitor, and I have no correlation to this man. <laughs> None. And so they called his wife. Like, they called the house, and his wife answered. He remarried. So I know. I thought you meant his dead wife for a second. Like, <laughs> no. Sorry. She was like, hello, this is Helen. Like, no. New wife answered, and they go... Is your son John, or is your husband John List? And she goes, no. They watched the episode of America's Most Wanted together. And she just had no idea. (laughs) She had no idea. She watched that. She was with her husband for how long? 18 years. He got married, like, right after. No, but, like, approximately. They met pretty soon after. And she was like, they watched it together. And and he was, like, freaking out. Obviously. Um, and so he was arrested on June 1st of 89, nine days after America's Most Wanted. I'm a fucking stupid idiot. Yeah. So, that just blows my mind. That they watched that together. And the wife later said, she's like, I thought maybe it looked like him, but I thought that there was no way. I mean, I kind of get that, but also like, Come on. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck did he tell you? And you're like, in the past, and you're like, yeah, I that. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm good. Um, so at his trial in 1990, the defense lawyers were like, 
Actually, John had PTSD because he was in World War II and he went to Korea. So that's why he did it. And then expert psychologists were actually like, nah, my man was having a midlife crisis. And even if he had PTSD, you don't kill your family. <laughs> you could. Yeah, but they were like, no, he was. He did not have PTSD. They were basically like, you guys are stupid. Are you 100% sure? <laughs> yeah. So they obviously found him guilty and sentenced him to five life terms. Which is good, because that's fair. Which is lots, yeah. yeah. Five life terms is 500 years. Yeah. Well, and that's how many people he killed, so that's good. That's fair. Um, later, he said he didn't kill himself because... He felt like that would prevent him from getting to heaven. Well, yeah, because murdering your entire family, <laughs> no. God's like, you know what, G? I get it. The life sentence, I mean, the life insurance shit, like, I fucking get it, dog. Did he get life insurance from that? No. Why the fuck did he kill his family then? He was stressed. You're kidding. He, he did, did not do it for money. I'm gonna get to, there's, the best part of this is at the end. Okay. So, um, he also just wanted to reunite with his family in the afterlife, where he believed there'd be no pain or suffering, he said. For him, I hope there's so Um, much pain and suffering. So, he claims that he killed his family because they were under crushing debt from the house and medical expenses. Um, so, after, like, all this had happened... You know what, though? He could have just fucking disappeared just like he did. Yeah. He didn't have to kill his entire family. So... After John ran away, the list house burned down, and they don't know why. They do not know the cause of the fire. Did they uh, think it was a wire? Or did they have, like, I guess that it may have been, like, gasoline or something? They have no clue what the cause of this fire was. Well, that's good. It's very spontaneous. Um, spontaneous combustion. And when the house burned down, you remember that? Tiffany Skylight I mentioned earlier? Yeah. When the house burned down, they found out that that Tiffany Skylight was worth enough to make up for any of their financial strains and more. Just the Skylight alone was worth so much money. What? Like the glass? It was a stained glass Skylight window. He could have solved all his problems with the stained glass window. He literally just could have sold his fucking house. Yeah. Yeah, he probably could have. Or found a job. Like, I feel like there's gotta be some more jobs that yeah. he could have found. And he was like, you know what? Last resort, murder my family. Yeah. Perfect. And, it, says and it wasn't the last resort. It literally wasn't. It was the first. It was the first resort. Yeah, it says here it's unclear if he knew how much the skylight was worth. But I doubt he, I doubt he did, because he didn't build the house. I mean, I doubt he knew, but also at the same time, I feel like he just would have killed his family anyway, because... Yeah. There was also, was in the ballroom, so they didn't go in there very often, you know? Yeah, but there was no need to kill his family, and he no. knew it. And yeah. he was just like, I'm gonna do it anyway. Uh, he died serving five consecutive life sentences without parole in 2008. So. Yay! Awesome! <laughs> but yeah, he... Jesus Christ. He was really stupid. Men are the worst. <laughs> I repeat that for everybody in the fucking back. <laughs> yeah. Because um, you notice how, like, most of our murders don't revolve around women. <laughs> well, we're not going to talk about Ali Morris, but... She's, like, one of the few, though. I know, but she's bonkers. 
bonkers. She's bonkers, but she... I'm not saying she, like, should have killed those people, but, like, <laughs> some of them were, like, her rapists, and she did it in self-defense, so, like, there's that, I guess. And she did kill innocent men, but she just killed men. So. Yeah. I'm just kidding, guys. God, stop. So, yeah. Um, John Lewis, very smart man, clearly. Fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't deal with anybody. <laughs> yeah, so... We always end on such a happy note, you guys. Yeah. Um, any final notes? Follow us, Instagram and Facebook, at podcast.themacabre. Um, you can email us at podcast.themacabre at gmail. Email us. We're on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, all the podcast places. Yeah. If we're not somewhere, let us know. Because as far as I know, we're in all the places. I think so. Everywhere that you can listen to podcasts. Yeah. All the big ones, at least. All the good ones. All the messy ones. um, Subscribe, comment, like the things. I don't know. And if you want to join our Patreon. Yes, Patreon. Uh, Also, if you want to email us with something we haven't covered yet. Or if you have a story. Yeah. I don't know. You just, like, want to say, like, what's up? Just, like, hit us up. All right. Other than that. Bye! Bye.